Pure Skin Talk. My name is Devin MacArthur. How are you guys? I hope you guys enjoyed the last two weeks of Stephen's conversation about his hair transplant. It was so involved. It was crazy. And we have been chatting and his life is crazy. (laughs) It cracks me up, all the beauty stuff that he does. So we'll have him back on and we'll talk about Ozempic, which I understand is not skin related, but it kind of can be. And I just think it's an interesting topic right now. And then we'll talk about some other beauty things when he returns. But this week, I'm going to be talking to another esthetician, a newer esthetician. Her name is Abby, and she's super sweet. She was really enjoyable to talk to. So I hope that you enjoy this as much as I did because it was a really fun conversation, just different than I've done before. But I love talking about skin and whatever that means. And so having a conversation with another esthetician was a lot of fun for me. So I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I did. But here is a little bit about Abby. She is on Instagram. She's the smooth kitty. She cares about inner beauty and health as well as creating beautiful faces. Abby has been licensed for just two years and continues to grow her education along with skin-changing facials. She enjoys Brazilian waxing, and she's even got her waxing down to 15 minutes, which is incredible to me. And she's always willing to answer any questions and doesn't believe there is a stupid question. So there you go. That's Abby. She's so nice. She's from Idaho. And one of my clients actually moved to Idaho. And I miss her very much. I wish she would come back. But anyway, so that's what I think of when I think of Idaho as my client who moved there and left me. (laughs) Now she is married and has two beautiful children. So she's, you know, living her best life. But anyway, here we go with Abby. I hope you guys enjoy. Okay, Abby, thank you so much for being here today. I'm excited to talk with you. I know that you're a newer esthetician, which I think is good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You are probably a little less jaded. (laughs) It's very true. (laughs) So tell us about your experience. How did you get into becoming an esthetician? Like what made you want to do it? Okay. So I was going to school in Eastern Idaho and I was going into the nursing program, but I decided like those classes are just so hard, (laughs) so hard. And I, I continued to study for like hours on end. And then I would continue to get like F's. And I was just done with that. And so I decided to go into a different direction and get my associate's degree in something totally different. And then, well and behold, I didn't necessarily love that associate's degree, you know, like that line of work. And so I was asking my husband, his friend's wife was an esthetician and she told me all about the lifestyle and how like it's so flexible and the fact that it's not so repetitive, it is repetitive in a way where there's like facials are mostly the same and microneedling and waxing, but it's not like the same thing over and over. It's always different skin. Right. Yeah. You can do like facials, microneedling, chemical peels, Brazilian waxing. And I love it. I loved it. Yeah. So good. So I just decided to go enter the beauty industry and I have so far like I can't even describe how happy I am within the field. Good. You know, I've heard a lot of people who try to go the nursing route end up as estheticians. So it's not really uncommon. And then some estheticians end up becoming a nurse later. 
So really? that was never my route. I hate science. I was never going to be a nurse. <laughs> but I've I've heard a lot of people talk about it, like in our groups on Facebook, how many people have done either direction. So mm-hmm. they seem, not that they're interchangeable, but I think that you kind of have to like people right. and be okay with the conversations that you get into and then maybe some of the stuff that you don't want to necessarily see and hear mm-hmm. about. So <laughs> you... You can't be shy and you can't be grossed out easily. <laughs> no, there's a whole lot of things that you see, especially with waxing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You cannot be shy. No, you can't. You can't. Okay. So I wanted to talk to you because you do specialize in waxing and I don't. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. I first started out, I did everything because I was like, let me figure out what I like, what I don't like. And, you know, we get training and everything. And then I did special training after school. And I was like, let me figure it out. And I figured out pretty quickly that I was not into it. Right. I mean, I don't mind face waxing. Like that is fine. Mm-hmm. But body waxing, first of all, physically, it takes a real toll. It does. It takes a toll on your back and your neck. and. <gasps> Yeah. You get so sweaty. Yeah. It gets so warm in that room. <laughs> you totally okay. do. And you can't like, you have to regulate the temperature for the client's skin, not mm-hmm. for us, because right. how you do the wax will affect if it's too hot, if it's too cold or, you know, right. whatever. So we can't like just turn up the AC because we're sweating. <laughs> I know. And that wax will just harden. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll so. just, yeah, it'll just either it won't come off or it won't stick. I mean, people think waxing and all this stuff is easy, but there's actually a lot more to it than I think people realize. Right. For sure. And I think for us, it can be pretty torturous, but some people love it. And you seem to be one of those who likes waxing. I love it. I mean, I don't love the fact that I do get really sweaty, but again, I would rather make the client happy, not myself. Right. Right, which is such a great attitude because it isn't about us. It's about no. them and and their comfort and what have you. So do you do facials at all or are you just sticking to waxing right now? I do offer facials and like microneedling and chemical peels, something that's going to get results. The thing is, I do like fluffy facials once in a while. Okay. But like if it's not going to help the skin and their target concerns, then I'm not into it. But I do focus more on Brazilian waxing. Okay. So that's what you mainly do are the Brazilian? Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. listen, you're braver than I am. I've done it on females and I trained on a man too. Um, That's a whole other animal. I mean, literally. (laughs) And no, thank you. (laughs) No, I totally get it. I actually sat in for a manzillion and I couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, it's just so, it's just different anatomy. It's not like I'm not going to do it eventually. Maybe I will. It just depends. But right now I'm not just because the anatomy is so different yeah. and I'm just used to our a parts. girl. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And with guys, it's just like, whoa, I didn't know that happened. Yeah. And I think that being women, we also have to be a little bit more careful. You know, it's like taking mm-hmm. a walk in with a woman is not that big of a deal. But with a man, you kind of, I mean, it's sad to say, but we have to make sure we're not alone. You know, you don't right. really want to do a nine o'clock PM wax on a man because you you don't mm-hmm. know. Now, once they're your client, once you're comfortable and so on and yeah. so forth, then it's a different story. But, you know, as a first intro, it's more difficult. And I know there's like, rules and laws and regulations that you aren't supposed to say no to anybody. But mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how it is in in Idaho. You guys probably have a better system than we do in California. But I'm a simply not going to take somebody because somebody tells me I have to. 
You know, I remember when I first started out, I told you I did, I was doing everything and I was doing spray tanning Mm -hmm. and I had this man call me and it was the weirdest thing. And he's like, well, what do I wear? And I was like, well, you know, you can wear like your swim trunks or something. I'm thinking I'm not going to do this naked. And he's like, well, I don't want you to see it anyway. And I was like, "Uh, okay. Okay, well, I'm not interested in looking. And then he goes- <laughs> guys are so weird. It was so weird. And then we literally, I'm not exaggerating, we went back like five times and he kept telling me that he didn't want me to see it. I mean, obviously he did. I know, I'm thinking, I think you do. And then, <laughs> okay. and then I think, I don't even remember how it ended, but I just remember thinking like, this is not a client I am taking, even at, mm-hmm. you know, 11 a.m. in a full busy salon. This is when I worked in a right. salon, like, the conversation was so weird. And I think that's what people don't understand is what happens as a woman, what phone calls we get and stuff like that. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I didn't take him as a client. I mean, I think he said he was going to call me back or something like that. But I'm like, I feel like all you're telling me is you want me to see your penis and I don't want to see it. So (laughs) we're going to move on. I totally get you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's creeps everywhere. I'm not going to say like in the area, but like you just get some weirdos. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And some of them are just testing the limits. And I mean, even at school, we had somebody who came in and everybody knew him because he'd been coming in for years. Everybody was Mm -hmm. warned about him. And for the most part, he was nice. He was just a little different. And I, I don't mean different in a bad way. People don't freak out. He definitely wore women's underwear. He came in with high heels. I mean, it was just very interesting. But what was funny is he didn't want to talk about it. But he wanted you to see that he was wearing those underwear. He just wanted a reaction. I think so, yeah. And by the way, he was just getting a facial. So there was no reason for us to like see anything. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. It was just different. Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, I think we all worked on him at one point because that's just what Mm -hmm. you do. But it was, nobody was raising their hand to help that guy. Just because he kind of made you feel a little... Like you felt like you had to be careful, but then he didn't really want you to be careful. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't want to deal right. with that. You know what I mean? No. I don't care if you come in dressed in, you know, nylons and high heels. I don't care. Like that's mm-hmm. not a problem for me, but I'm not mm-hmm. interested in like you pretending this is an issue and then trying to make us feel uncomfortable. That's when it gets strange, you know? Right. Totally agree. So yep. these are the things I think that men don't realize that we have to deal with. <laughs> You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, especially in school, you can't really turn anyone away. No. I mean, it it was hard in that sense. But luckily, in Idaho, we didn't get any manzillions, which is really nice. <laughs> right, right. So, we didn't either. <laughs> I didn't. Or at least I didn't. No, no, no. But like facials, I totally get. Sometimes they are weird. Sometimes they just, when you're like, oh, I want to get this on my social media to kind of be like before and afters to show what I can do. And what those facials can benefit. And they're just like, oh, that's weird. I don't really want my face on social media. I'm like, you just paid $20. Right. <laughs> I, I totally understand. Yeah. But I'm also like, help a girl out. Right. That's the whole thing of them coming to a school is right. that we're learning. And Mm -hmm. so this is part of it. Social media, I mean, when I was there, it wasn't, I mean, obviously it was still big, but not as big as it is now. So nobody was trying to video or do anything like that with clients. So I don't know how that would have gone down. But yeah, school clients were very interested. I definitely was excited to go out on my own and be able to take who I wanted and who I didn't want. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the thing is with spas and salons, 
you have to kind of take those clients. But I figured, I mean, that experience is so great to have underneath your belt so that you can have good bedside manner and know what kind of clients that you want. But again, having that experience is essential because working with different estheticians, different personalities and working with different bosses, that's great. So that when you do go out on your own, you know how to handle it. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's true. People underestimate different kind of experiences and it's not always going to be glamorous. And I think that it's hard to go backwards. I don't think you can go from like, this was a great setup to now I work for somebody else. That's harder to do. But I mean, Mm -hmm. I worked in a salon. I was very lucky. It was always 100% my business. That's awesome. But I still worked in a salon and I still just took everybody. Right. I didn't say no because I was trying to build a clientele. So who was I to be picky? It is so hard to build a clientele. So It's hard. the hardest thing. And that's another thing I think people underestimate is they think like, oh, I'll just work in a salon. All of a sudden the, the clients are going to come to me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. <laughs> you still have to build. Yeah, it's very difficult. And prove yourself. Mm-hmm. And you have to prove yourself to your coworkers, which is such an interesting right thing to have to do, but it makes sense that you would. Mm -hmm. And then you have to prove yourself to the clients and then you have to give them a reason to want to come back. I mean, there's all these factors involved. Oh yeah. I love it. I mean, I still love it. (laughs) I know. I love it too. And narrowing down on your niche is so important. Like a lot of estheticians that I went to school with, they were like, I'm going to be good at facials and what, like Brazilian waxing. And I'm like, you are going to be kind of media. I'm not, I, I didn't say that, but like, you're going to be mediocre at those things. It's not like you're going to be the best because you have two things to focus on. You kind of want to focus on one thing unless I'm wrong, but that's how I see it. Is that like, if I'm doing Brazilian waxing, I want to put my time down from 30 minutes to 15 to 10. Right. You know? Right. And if I'm focused on something else like facials or chemical peels, I'm not going to be focused on what I like most. Right. No, I absolutely agree with that. I think you're allowed to change what you're, you specialize in, but I think mm-hmm. it's, I mean, as far as like different facials, like when you're working on the face, like you can have different things that you're doing, but it's really hard to be a specialist in facials and then also a, a specialist in waxing. Right. Because you really mm-hmm. have to hone in on that skill and and perfect right. it. Like if I yeah. were to go do a Brazilian right now, it would probably take me an hour and a half and I would be crying. <laughs> I feel bad. The I'm fact sorry. that you're like 15 minutes, I'm like, because uh, I haven't done one in so long right. that yeah. I wouldn't be good. The technique would be all off. I don't know how mm-hmm. I'd have my clients all situated. It would be a disaster. And I know yeah. that. So I'm not going to turn around and just start doing it. Now, if I change my mm-hmm. mind, and wanted to start, I would get trained again. I would go to classes. I would watch YouTube videos. I would do everything I could to actually learn it again. Because Mm -hmm. just because I have the license doesn't mean I'm good at it. Right. And I think that could be another problem maybe in the industry is everybody's like, but I can do it. And it's like, but should you, (laughs) you know? I know, but are you the best at it? Are you like something that I like to tell people is do your research and also like, I'm going to recommend you to someone that's really good at microneedling instead of myself because I do do it, but I'm not the best at it. Right, right. And I think that's important to know your strengths and your weaknesses in this industry. Right. Because the mm-hmm. person who suffers is the client. I know. And then we have to go through it because it's very stressful. Yeah. And you have to pretend it's not. And mm-hmm. so I think that that's not worth it. And I, I remember in school one time, it was just when I was learning how to wax legs and I got wax stuck on the leg. And I was like, 
panicking. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so stupid. I know exactly what to do. It's so easy. It's not that big of a deal. I had to go get my teacher and she did it and she fixed it and boom, wax was gone. But it was Mm -hmm. like such a stressful, like, it felt like such like a failure moment, even though I was in school. Yeah, it's okay. I was like, I don't ever want to do this again. I don't ever want to feel this way again, you know? But you get over it and you move on and oh, yeah. you, you do it again. Yeah. But I just mm-hmm. remember that moment. It's been like almost 12 years. And I still remember that feeling of the, the panic of like, I got right. a huge chunk of wax stuck on this woman's leg. No, I get it. Like, that's <laughs> understandable. I totally understand. Yeah. And even worse, if you get that wax stuck during a Brazilian. <laughs> I mean, I've never had it because... I don't know. I, I do it a lot. So it's not like it. Yeah. You're good at it Foreign, Right. Yeah. So do you do hard wax and soft or what do you do? Yes. So at first I learned that soft wax down there wasn't the best, but then I quickly realized that on the top above where it gets intimate, I can do soft wax. Yeah. But I'm not going to do it over and over and over just because when you use soft wax, it adheres more to the skin. And so it's just going to keep taking off layers and layers of skin. Yeah. And so I just do it that once. And if I need to go over it, I'll go over it with hard wax. And then the rest of it down to the bum, I will do hard wax. Hard wax. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's smarter because again, yeah, with soft wax, you can't go over the area twice, but you can with hard wax. So it gives you a little bit more leeway to mess up or miss without causing... Mm-hmm. I just can't believe that you do it in 15 minutes. I can't. I mean, I know that that's what the goal is and all the estheticians yeah. can do it. I just can't. Yeah. No, I get it. Like 15 minutes would take me to like just to calm down. <laughs> no, I it, it takes a lot of prep for them too. And like I do have like prep work for them if they do want a Brazilian, like they need to exfoliate a day before to get those ingrowns or even those hairs that are under the first dead layer of skin so that we can actually get all the hair off and then shower before the appointment just because I don't want stinky coach in my face. (laughs) Yeah, you know. (laughs) Clean yourself. (laughs) I know. I mean, you'd be surprised with a lot of things that go on with Brazilian waxing. I wouldn't be surprised, but our listeners might. So I think you should tell us um, one of your stories. One of your, I can't do this story. I live near a college town. So a lot of these students don't know how to be hygienic, which is really crazy because you're like, you're out on your own, girl. What are you, what the crap? Like, how do you not know? (laughs) Like, I learned that a long time ago. I don't know. I don't know. I just, and sometimes they're married. So I'm just like, (gasps) oh, I know. I know. So I'm like, doesn't your husband see it, you know, during intimate times? Or but smell no. it. Right. Ugh. You would think so. But I mean, again, I'm not judging anyone. They can do whatever they want. But again, that is just not something that is fun to see. And I've had just multiple people with either blood in their hair from the, you know, menstrual cycle. Oh my gosh. Pee in their hair. Because I don't know. They just sometimes don't wipe. <laughs> and then a lot of like fecal matter around the butt. I mean, I if I were to go get a Brazilian, yeah. and I have, mm-hmm. I'm scrubbing, scrubbing. Yeah. I am mm-hmm. making sure there is nothing. Like, yeah. I want it clean. I mean, I feel like everyone's goal is to be like, oh, I'm, it's nice down there. It's hygienic. So I'm going to show my esthetician how I can take care of myself. Right. But unfortunately, that's not in most cases.
Okay, so what happens if you get somebody and there's remnants left? What do you do? So as a, for me, hygienically, I just tell them, I see this area. I am not able to go over it just because it is unsanitary, but I'm going to do the rest around it. And then you are more than welcome to go clean yourself up. But if you're done, you don't have to continue with it. Cause I understand it does hurt not on the bum as much, but sometimes they're just done Yeah, at that point. And yeah. so most of them will just be like, okay. And they will not come back to me. Well, so, yeah. 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 I mean, I understand why they wouldn't. So. Oh, I would, I would be mortified. Right. I just wonder if this is the first time this has happened and they're just like, oh my gosh, I have to find another restitution. This is so mortifying that this just happened. Or are they just skipping from restitution because this keeps happening? I don't know. Like that's I what I want to know. I don't know. <laughs> and this girl, I mean, so most of the girls that I do do, they're not like as heavy. Yeah. So like, I feel like it is more common with heavier onset girls. Right. But no, they were pretty like moderate with weight and everything. Right. So that's why I was confused. Right. I mean, get yourself a bidet. I mean, they have those like hookup things okay. now. You can, <laughs> or like a right? shower, like the shower head. Yeah. Like I have a shower head that comes down just because yeah. those are my favorite. And I feel like I can They're clean properly, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. get one. So you can right. like, I mean, I would power wash. Right. Oh, 100%. <laughs> just because down there anyways, just so like you have to take care of the hair. You have to take care of just the main flora down there. You know how the pH <laughs> yeah. is totally different and yeah. then people use different cleansers down there that have scented washes and that does give them a lot of yeast infections or bacterial yeah. infections. And then I educate them and I'm like, your vagina can clean itself. Did you know that? Your vagina can clean itself. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say it rude. I, but I mean, honestly, to me, I'm like, it's common sense. But to a lot of my clients and other people's clients, it's not common sense. Right. No, I understand. And it goes back to marketing too, where you mm-hmm. see all these commercials and you think, oh, I need Vagisil or right. I don't know, no. whatever the other cleansers are. That's the only one that right. popped into my head. No. And it's like, mm-hmm. you don't need anything special. They just want you to buy something else. And not mm-hmm. only do you not need it, you shouldn't use it. You should not. No. And so you that becomes a problem too. And then you have to like educate them and then hope that they understand because maybe you're the first person to tell them and how mm-hmm. are you going to compete when you're one person versus a whole marketing team telling I women know. that this is what they have to do, you know? It's very difficult. But again, those clients, if they want to listen to me, they totally can. And if they don't, they don't. Right. It's not like I'm going to be like pissed at them for not. Right. They have their own free agency. Right, right. And that's how I feel. Like, I don't make clients do anything. I'm like, here are samples for a better skincare routine. If you want to use it, great. If you don't, I'm good too. Right. Like, I'm not about forcing people to do anything. No. You're an adult. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if it's a teen client, then I'm like, then your mom is your mom. And right. <laughs> I'm over here and I'll lead you in the right direction. But yeah, we can't force anybody to do anything or change their mind. And a lot of time you are changing their whole way of thinking, whether it's skincare, whether it is waxing. And Mm -hmm. that can be difficult to do because you're changing a whole life of of thinking. And then you're like, okay, well, now I have to do a 180 and get you over here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I totally get it with especially like skincare products. We want them to be using professional grade products not anything from the drugstore just because the drugstore could have so many different add-ins that they don't know about or they don't even know their skin type. 
And there's, again, so many skincare products that they're like, which one's the best for me? And they just buy something and it could definitely ruin their skin barrier, you know? Right, right. Just go on TikTok and be like, well, she used it. (laughs) Yeah, but it works for her skin. It doesn't work for yours. I know, I know. Okay, so what do you think about all these people that are doing at-home waxing now? No, 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 (laughs) no. Please not. I mean, I have a friend that actually said she did an at-home wax and she's like, I just should have just called Abby. I just should have called her. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. She said she took off a lot of like skin. So it's very raw down there. Oof. Those are just not very safe because once again, sometimes you do have to microwave them to get them to the right temperature. But do they know what the right temperature is? No. And so they don't test it on their wrist to make sure it is the right temperature. They just put it right on the right. vagina. Right. And then they're just going to give them a burn. Yeah. And then try to pull so, that wax off that burn right. of the vagina. No, yeah. So I highly recommend do not do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing so. is with a microwave, it doesn't really heat evenly. So no. you have to like constantly, and just people aren't, if you don't even want to come in to get a wax, I'm guessing you probably don't, aren't taking the time to really properly do all the steps. And obviously mm-hmm. we're talking generally, some people are just good at this stuff and can do it. Mm-hmm. Most right. people cannot. I am experienced. Mm-hmm. I understand all the do's and don'ts. And I, I'd wax my legs. I'd wax my arms. But I would never right. wax my vagina. And even estheticians are experienced. Talk about it in the groups. And they'll be like, I tried to do it. And it just, like, I. not everybody can, you just, the angles. And like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I will be a little boastful, but I can wax my own. You can? <laughs> good, yeah. good. Well, I mean, if you're it's not at 15 best. minutes, you know what you're doing, so. I, right, right. I mean, like, the only part I can't get is like, obviously from the hole and up my butt. Right, right, where you can't reach. Uh, But like, other than that, I'm like, I don't really care about that. I care about the lip area because that's the area that it's bugging. Right, right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it's the same with all facials and stuff. Like, people are always like, you do your own, like, microneedling? I'm like, I'm not paying somebody else to go do it. No. (laughs) I can do it myself. Like, you just look in a mirror and... (laughs) No, needle you just yourself. do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm just not gonna spend my money. I mean, I would love to go get a facial and just be pampered. I know. But my skin is too reactive. I can't take a chance. So I just mm-hmm. don't do it. But I'm very envious of my clients. I'm all you guys, you look so relaxed right now. I know. <laughs> I wish like because like I like to do like a deep massage because what is it called? Your mandible muscles are very they hold a lot of stress. Yeah. And so I do like deep massages and I'm like, I wish I had. I know. I have TMJ. No one else knows how that to would do feel it. so good. I know. I love it. I know. I know. I had to stop because I have rheumatoid arthritis. I had to stop doing massages do. for my clients. Oh, wow. And they no, everybody's been beyond kind about it. Like, not, oh, I didn't lose a client. Or, but I always said, if you're coming to me for my massage, then I'm doing something wrong. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because I'm not a masseuse. We had right. very, very minimal training on what we're supposed to do with the massage, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I let it go, like all my clients were really nice and kind about it. So that was okay. But every once right. in a while, I'll do something on the face and a little extra because that doesn't take as much stress on my hands. But mm-hmm. I know what they're missing. So I do feel bad. But right. I won't be able to do facials in five years if I continue to do the massage. So, Girl, you got it. <laughs> I'm like, forget it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Okay, so are you, so you're doing the, the you know, specializing in the waxing now. Are you going to want to transition later or do you think you'll always just kind of do the waxing? I think I'm just always going to do the waxing. I mean, honestly, it could definitely change. My answer definitely can change. But right now and as of for the next like five years, I'm 
most likely going to be doing waxing. Nice. Just because I like, I have so much education about it and I feel like a lot of people aren't educated and I want to share that education. And that's why I redid my podcast, the smooth kitty. And like, I'm doing education now. Cause yeah. I feel like, I mean, it's awesome. Estheticians. Those are, I mean, the people are great out there, but I feel like the, the education is not being shared. Right. No, I agree with that. I mean, this is just my guess is that estheticians are afraid if they give too much information out, then they won't mm-hmm. come to us. Right. And I'm like, no, you're showing them that you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And there are things, like you said, you have, there's prep that your clients have to do before they come to you. You have to right. educate them on why that's important. Right. I have my podcast and I'm not afraid of giving too much information out because no. it doesn't make people not want to come to me. I mean, my my mm-hmm. business is, is gone even stronger from, from having this. That's it's awesome. just letting people know that you know what you're talking about and educating mm-hmm. them so that they're in a better position to get the wax, to get the facial right. or, you know, whatever. Or even like for me, I have a lot of clients that aren't in my state. And so mm-hmm. they may follow my skincare routine, but they're going to go get facials somewhere else. And if they're more educated, then they know how to pick a good esthetician. They know what kind of facial their skin probably needs and and stuff yeah. like that. So I don't feel like it takes away from our industry. I actually think it adds to it. For sure. Like, especially like, I mean, I would say during that end consultation or whatever, I would do it in the most simplest forms for them to understand. But if they want more education, I can definitely tell them, but I can also be like, Oh, go to my podcast. And like, I am talking about stem cells in deeper understanding or like peptides and like how, why they're so important in the skin. But I don't want to like add so much on their plate, right. what they have already. Does that right. make sense? Right. Well, because if you inundate them with too much information, then mm-hmm. they don't hear any of it. No, you know, then they're like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's why, like, I have a prescription sheet. Like, so when my clients leave, they get samples, or if I do my skincare coaching, I have a sheet and it tells them AM and PM, and then in order of the products. And I just mark Mm -hmm. what I gave them. Like, so when they get home, they're like, oh, I get it. And then I also give them a card that has a bunch of skincare tips that's going to help them do their routine more easily. And then sometimes I even have cards that go with specific items that maybe need a little bit more explaining. Like Mm -hmm. I have a scrub that can also be used as a mask. So I put a card that tells them how it can be used both ways. Mm -hmm. So I really try to empower them with all this information because when they first leave your treatment room, they're like, I got this. No problem. And then a few hours later, they go home and they want to do their routine. And they're like, I don't know what she said. I don't remember it. And it's (laughs) nine o'clock at night. They're like, well, I don't want to call her now because it's too late. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, a week has gone by, a month has gone by, six months have gone by, and all those products are still sitting under the bathroom sink because they didn't know what to do. Yeah. And so, and I've been that person. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, how can I make it so my clients know what to do when they leave the room. Right. And that yeah. is that has really helped. And then I always tell them they can text me or call me or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have a separate work number. So that way mm-hmm. I can turn it off, turn it on, you know, whatever. And I'm not... So it, smart. Yeah, I'm not getting a text at one o'clock in the morning. You right. know? <laughs> I mean, I'll probably be awake, but I still don't necessarily want to answer it, you know? Yeah, you're, you've are you been awake forever, like these past <laughs> two nights. I finally slept last night. I'm so happy That's for why you. I have energy. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's great. I have insomnia and then I get my rheumatoid arthritis. It, um, I get a mm-hmm. lot of pain at night. And so oh, that's so why sorry. that's why I can't sleep. So I'm yeah. sometimes just like twiddling my thumbs. Like my best friend's my doctor or one of my doctors. And she texts me at four o'clock in the morning the other night. She's like, you awake? I'm all, I am. <laughs> like, I was, you want to talk about skincare? <laughs> no, I was so excited to like have someone to talk to because <laughs> I was awake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everyone else is sleeping. I know, I know. Well, everybody should be. But it was nice right. because she is so busy and like she has three mm-hmm. kids and Mary and all that. So like, it was nice, like, we literally talked for an hour. <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome. Well, if this is what it takes, I'll get up at four o'clock in the morning to talk to you. Oh, <laughs> that's such a true friend right there. I love that. <laughs> it's so funny. But anyway, so you are in Idaho. You've been doing this for mm-hmm. two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then do you, and you work in a salon? No, I'm actually an aesthetics instructor at a school. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't it's know really that. It's really awesome. Yeah, it's really awesome. Oh my gosh. So is that yeah. where you're doing the Brazilians and stuff? Yeah. So they let me bring in my clients and I can use the product. We use Glymed and like I can use their waxing products too. They don't charge me for like rent or any of the products. So all that cash goes to me. So it's oh, that's right. awesome. Best of both worlds. I get to educate and have clients. Yeah, seriously. No, that would be great. Yeah. It's great. I love it. I thought about going the education route, but then Mm -hmm. I thought, I don't think I could do it. (laughs) It's okay. I mean, there's just so many options as an esthetician. There's so many routes. I'm like, I wish I could do them all, but I have such a love for teaching that I'm like, I might as well do it. Yeah. See, and I don't, I don't. (laughs) So it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I love the idea, like when people, like even other estheticians who listen to my podcast or or they're Mm -hmm. send me messages that I've helped that like, I love that. But these are people who are seeking out something and they want to learn more. Whereas at school, because I went to school, I know not everybody's interested. Mm -hmm. Some people are just like, oh, I'm 18. I don't know what to do. I think this is what I'll do. Like I went in my thirties, like this was what Mm -hmm. I was going to do. Right. And so I don't think I'd have a lot of patience for those flaky 18 year olds. I mean, I definitely have seen some that are not so interested in it, but I'm also like not there to judge. I'm there to teach if they want to understand that education, they're more than welcome to listen. Yeah. See, and I would get frustrated. So I get it. Yeah. Again, you got to know your strengths. (laughs) Right. It is frustrating because I go on hours on end making PowerPoints and ways to interact with them so that they can learn better, but they're on their phone. So (laughs) I'm just like, I mean, this is totally up to you. This is your education. You're the one who's paying to be here. Sometimes those aesthetic programs are like 10,000. And so you're wasting pretty much that 10,000. Yeah. Like that's up to you. Yeah. I'm not your mom. Right. I'm not a high school like teacher. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. See, I always thought, because when I opened up my own place, I thought it was going to be easy to get people to work because I thought you are choosing this. It's not like you went to mm-hmm. college for four years and you're like, oh, let me try this. This right. is a very specific type of career. And I was really surprised the lack of work ethic that people had. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, people don't want to work. Okay. So then I like closed up shop after a year and I was like, I'm out. Like, I won't do this again. I will not do it again. It's sad. I know I'm going to work hard. And that's, I don't Mm want to worry about somebody else working Mm -hmm. hard too, to make my bills. Right. I just feel like when they're done with high school, they want something easy. And actually aesthetic school is not easy. It's not. It's not. It's not. But they don't use their aesthetics license afterwards. 
Right. The people that were in my class, I mean, I think I know like a couple that are for sure working, but mm-hmm. most, most are mm-hmm. not. And I'm yeah. like, even the people I thought were really like into it mm-hmm. are, are just, or just not. I mean, I guess you could always fall back on it and, and what have you. And that's okay. I didn't know what I was doing at 18. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah, I went I to makeup it. school at 21, 22, and then found out that I hated makeup. You know what I mean? It's not great. It was it's too, not my niche. Yeah, it's not <laughs> mine. But I, I love that I went because I had I learned so much. My teacher yeah. is still somebody I talk to. I have friends. I actually, one of my friends just brought her son in the other day for a facial. So it's like, I still have connections and you learn so much and that's important. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it does apply to skincare, luckily. Mm-hmm. And it's really how mm-hmm. I found out that I love skincare. So that's everything so happens for a reason, right? It's so true. Yeah. In mm-hmm. my early 20s, I had no idea what I was going to do. And I never thought esthetician because I'm like, I am not picking people's zits. Right. Like, did you think at like, when you were like, what am I going to be when I grow up? I'm going to wax coochies? No, I mean, <laughs> I thought I was going to be a... OBGYN, either doctor oh, or nurse. So you were always fine being in that area. I was fine in the <laughs> vagina area. I was like, yes, bring in more. Oh <laughs> yeah, I, okay, yeah. okay. Well, I did not see myself doing that, so. It's okay. <laughs> but it's good to like know that you've always had that passion. I mean, it's not the coochies that it's like, I liked when I was younger, it was the babies being born. But then right. now it's the hair, it's the hair follicle and the bulk that you see is like so satisfying. I'm not looking at the vagina. I'm not being like, oh, I know. Wow, that yes. so cute. That's no. what I always tell people. Cause they're like, how do you, and I'm like, cause you're not paying attention to what it is. It's just, no. it was like when I did, learned how to do the men's waxing, mm-hmm. it was so silly. Like it was training. So people were voluntarily doing it. And these two right. girls volunteered their boyfriends, but like didn't tell them that that's what they were doing. And mm-hmm. so one of the girls was totally like leaning over and like checking out. And I'm like, you understand that I am not attracted to your man in the least right now. Mm-hmm. I am not mm-hmm. seeing a man. I'm not seeing a penis. I'm just seeing skin that has to be waxed. And this mm-hmm. girl was like so protective. And I was like, honey, you're fine. You're like 10 years younger than me. We're good. <laughs> like, I'm not I know. I promise. I just want the hair. I'm very anal about yeah. it. I literally look at the vagina in different directions and be like, is there hair over here? Is there hair? I Do yeah. I need to pluck anymore? Right. I just want to make sure they don't have any hair left because that's what they're wanting me to do is get all the hair out. Right. We literally don't, don't see those parts no. anymore. And, no. and if, when you just, I mean, you just learn that as you go, but I understand right. like coming into it, like not sure what to expect. I mean, these poor guys mm-hmm. had no idea that they were going to get waxed that day. And yeah. That's not nice to do that as a surprise because it's pretty painful and especially like on oh, a man very. who doesn't know and men are less mm-hmm. tolerant of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyways, they were troopers. That's great. So tell everybody where they can find you on social media, your podcast, everything. Okay. So on Instagram, you can follow me at the underscore smooth kitty. The logo is literally a sphinx with a lot of makeup. <laughs> Trying really to make cute. the Sphinx look so pretty, but it is bald <laughs> because it's a smooth kitty. Duh. It's so cute though. I like it. I Thank you. <laughs> Same thing with TikTok. I do a little bit of TikTok here and there. I mean, I try to do the trends, but I'm not very good at it. So Same. no judgments. Same. Right? I don't even try anymore. And then with the podcast, again, I'm trying to get it on podcasts. That will be like the smooth kitty. But right now on podcasters and Spotify. It's the underscore smooth kitty. Okay. 
Perfect. Yeah. Thank you, Abby. I really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, it was so fun. Thank you. You started my day off right. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm so happy. (laughs) Thank you so much, Abby. And there you go. There was Abby. Isn't she so sweet? Follow her on Instagram, especially if you are into waxing. She posts about facials too and just skin education in general. But I really enjoyed her. She was she was great to have on the show. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, if you have any questions or comments or anything, please send them my way because I always want feedback on the show. So let me know what you guys thought about it. Okay, I hope you guys have a great week and we'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you for listening today. Don't forget to follow me on social media at Pure Skin OC. I post lots of skincare tips and videos. You can find me at TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, you can always visit my website and my online store. If you're local and interested in receiving one of my treatments, all of my services are on there and you can even book from there too. You can also find my skincare coaching if you want to have a virtual consultation with me so that I can help you with your skin. And lastly, but so important, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Besides sharing it with your friends and family, this is the best way to help it grow. Thanks so much, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Until next time.